full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole story told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Hello and welcome to Where We Landed. I'm Scott Miller, one of the hosts this week, and joining me, Alicia Hazelwood. Hello. And Iris Brunner. Heyo. It's good to have everybody here this week as we uh, have an opportunity to spend some time with another Grant County uh, resident and um, looking forward to this episode. So before we yeah. do the intro, though, I'm going to pass it over to Iris. So um, my uh, it's the age old debate and I want to know everybody's opinion and I want to know why. Mm. <laughs> it's a two parter. Are you a cat person or a dog person? And I want to know why. Dogs. Why? Because dogs are loyal and they can help protect you. And they go to the bathroom outside. (laughs) And I don't need something sassy that thinks it owns the house and is annoyed when I come home. (laughs) Yeah. Do you guys want to know why I asked that question? Um, Why? For anybody that follows Kylie on social, um, a few weeks back, she posted a really awesome picture. So everybody go back into her social and take a look um, at her very sweet kitty cat that greeted her very nicely. I'm not going to tell you anything else, but you got to go look. Okay, I think no, this Scott. is the one that was on the counter and wouldn't get off the counter. Yeah. Or yeah. <laughs> she definitely has a look. Okay. Yeah. Dogs or cats? Um, uh, dog. I love all animals, but yeah. dog would probably be my favorite and... Man's best friend. Man's best friend is okay. Which dog in your house is your favorite? <laughs> He's giving us so link. I, I was just yeah. sharing with these guys. I had three about a year ago. Two of those are no longer with us. Um, they were aged out and um, aged out. And so <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So we have uh, Petey. Um, is my probably my favorite, and then Winston. Yeah, that is Gene's favorite. And, and, and Winston's very, an add-on. Petey is very vocal, right? He He's has a lot very of vocal. Say. Yeah, mm-hmm. if if you're ever on a Zoom call with me <laughs> and I can't get to the mute button quick enough, and I'm at home, he's the one in the background. So Ooh, it's great. Yeah, yeah that's uh, Petey. How about you, Dennis? Uh, we had dogs uh, as our uh, life became way too hectic to have animals. Our two uh, Shih Tzus passed away and and we just never replaced them but absolutely okay. a dog person dog person okay all right iris i'm a dog person but it's really only just because i'm actually allergic to cats it's it's not a i would probably have like cats outside and inside and i would do it all but you know we would have all the animals but i just can't do it my nose and eyes don't appreciate them but definitely dog people which we have yeah. two one of them is uh I, I have favorites. I know you're not supposed to have favorites of your children, but Poppy is my favorite. Um. <laughs> it's just because she is she is just the rock star, awesome dog. But we have a new one. We got a new one over the summer, which I think I shared that with you guys um, a while back. And he's still uh, trying to figure some things out. And we're we're not really sure how many brain cells are in bullseye's head. So. Bullseye's head. I know it, he is. He's so. It's a good thing he's cute. So it's a good thing he's cute. <laughs> so, yep. And on that note, we get to introduce our guests for today. Um, I am very excited to have Dennis Roach on our show today. His 
has been requested a couple of different times. I've had the pleasure of working with him on a lot of different community events. He is a state farm agent over in Gas City. Um, like I said, he's been involved in a lot of community events. I'll let him talk about that. But he's also an entrepreneur and has become uh, owns a place uh, with a group of friends that has become my husband's new favorite hangout. So you can share a little <laughs> bit about that as well. Um, but one of the things that always surprised me um, was he also has a theology. He went to school for theology. So he's my deep thinker friend, if you want to get into those like deep, fun conversations. And uh, you got to meet Cindy, his yeah. wife, because she is just, talk about a rock star. Cindy Jeez. is super, super cool. Yeah. So welcome, Dennis Roach. <laughs> oh, wow. The crowd is amazing. The crowd goes wild, <laughs> right? Yeah. A little bit quieter than the concerts in the park crowd, but uh, can it's be. still there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, uh, Dennis, we always start the podcast with how did you end up in Grant County? How did you land here? I was born in South Chicago. Oh. Uh, my dad is. Uh, was born and raised in Southern Illinois. He went to uh, the Korean War, came back, all of his family moved to Chicago. Uh, he found my mom through a lot of interesting steps and, <laughs> uh, and they, they moved to Chicago. And so I was born in South Chicago, South Chicago Hospital, no longer there. Uh, probably when I was three years old, uh, we were down visiting family in Gas City and they found me in the backyard with uh, uh, just laying in the grass, playing with my playing with grass. I mean, it was. I looked up at my mom and I said, "Oh my gosh, mom!" I mean, I didn't say, "Oh my gosh." I'm sure I right. said, "I said, mommy, look at all the grass." There was no grass in Chicago. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. we mm -hmm. lived in in the in the city, and and there was there was no grass. And so, probably six months later, we moved to Cass City. Oh, okay. And so I left. I ran away like every other kid that graduates from high school. <laughs> I ran away. I'm never going to come back. I can't mm -hmm. wait to get out of here. And I went to Purdue, and then from there, I went to Tennessee and lived in Tennessee for seven or eight years and, and then ended up in Illinois for a year and then moved back here to go to graduate school. So where did you go to graduate school then? Indiana Wesleyan? Ball State. Ball State. Yeah. I have a oh. master's in information and communication sciences. Nice. Never should be here. I should be working for <laughs> AT&T. I was given a job offer with them and uh, passed that up because Cindy and I were engaged to be married and didn't want to raise our kids every two years moving with yeah. AT&T because that's what they said I would do. Oh, wow. So so then is Cindy <clears throat> from here as well? No, she's a Richmond Red Devil. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> a very proud Richmond Red it Devil. It took a long okay. time for me to get over that because, okay. you know, of all the friction between yeah. Marion and Mississippi yeah. and, and so, you know, the North Central Conference and winning, winning, winning. And they mm -hmm. won. They won everything, just like yeah. Marion. So, <laughs> she's she's a richmond red devil has born and raised in richmond okay so okay. very good what, what's been your favorite thing now that you came back home um what's your favorite thing about grant county i <clears throat> i find people in grant county to be really open and willing to listen to you and, and i know that we don't have maybe that reputation outside of the county but when you get to know people People are very interested in what goes on. They're willing to share their life uh, in a lot of different ways. And I, I think that we have a very unique volunteer spirit in Grant County if you can tap into the right people and if you can uh, connect them with a cause. Yeah. I think that's very, a very great attribute of our community. This is our first time meeting face-to-face. -face uh -huh. And um, 
your your reputation precedes you in a positive way. <laughs> okay. So I've heard a lot of good <laughs> things about you and 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 your involvement in our community. Um, what would you change if you could change something about Grant County to to continue to have it moving in a positive direction? So any changes that you, I think, the biggest challenge that I saw when I came back after graduate school is the quality of life. That quality of life factor, that issue, that very uh, core that people probably don't realize because all they want to talk about is, well, there's no place to eat. Well, there's nothing to do. Well, there's no place to go. There are lots of things to do, but we've not done a very good job of developing quality of life as a part of the fabric of the community. And it was something that I felt like we needed to do. And I've worked very hard uh, over the last 31 years to try to be a part of activities, uh, initiatives that, that impact the quality of life. Can you share some of those things that you've been a part of? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I started a State Farm Agency in 1991, so I'm getting ready to celebrate my 31st year, uh, completing my 31st year. And probably um, a year and a half into being an agent, I was approached by Jim Spurgeon and asked if I would be willing to serve on a committee to develop the Gas City Area Chamber of Commerce. From that activity, I was, I've been president of the board of that organization uh, four years. I was president of the board of the Philharmonic, Marion Philharmonic Orchestra, which now has become the uh, group of great people called Orchestra Indiana. And I'm now on the board of that organization. Um, and I, I've been involved in so many events. Probably one of the passions that I've developed or realized that I've developed is I like to do events. I really enjoy it. And so I was uh, part of Boomtown that Gas City put on, part of a short-lived event called the National Bacon Festival. Uh, that was a lot of fun. And if we had had a major corporate sponsor, would still be going on yeah. in Grant County right now. It was and I own a lot of the rights of that, the name. So, you know, it's not going to go away easily. So, it's the it, listeners, listeners, if there's anybody that would like to sponsor the National oh. Bacon <laughs> Festival. Yeah, you're going to have to right put together now. a committee and it's yeah. going to have to be a, a deep pocketed organization. Because we it, found out a lot yeah. of things yeah. when yeah. we put that together. Yeah. You need a, a very large uh, annual commitment of probably fifty thousand dollars to make something like that happen. I see. Uh, what, what year did you do that, or what years did you? Oh. Uh, let's see. Let's go back. Probably the Bacon Festival. Well, Boomtown happened uh, probably in uh, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, and went on for three or four years before it just the chamber decided to step away from that activity. Uh, inside the kernel of that, um, I'm like, there's got to be something that we can replace Boomtown with. In my opinion, there's not a lot that goes on in Grant County over the Labor Day weekend. So we targeted the Labor Day weekend as our weekend to do the National Bacon Festival. So that was probably 2000 to 2003. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's that's probably, I forget. That's, it's, it's 2021, 22 I was going to say, that's too early because I was at early. the United Way. Yeah. So it had been after like 10, 11, 12, yeah, that's probably yeah, 12 right. or 13. Yeah. And then out of yeah. that, we also, I also, took on the responsibility of uh, an or of something that I was very um, very committed to and that that gets back to that quality of life issue when uh, the chamber was started we started something called the corporate arts series and it was it was there was seed money from Amcast which goes way, way back, back. 
Yeah. Uh, and they gave us $2,000 to start that. Well, we didn't, it didn't happen and didn't happen. And everything else went on and Mark story picked that up and he developed that a little bit for about eight or nine years, 10 years he was in charge of that, maybe 12. Um, but it, he stepped away because his family, uh, came into more of his time. My family was starting to go to college. And so I'm like, I'll pick that up. Um, and I quickly realized the potential for that event. And so for eight years, I was involved in that, had a great committee, an amazing committee. And we were really began to work on diversity as an issue that's not really addressed very well in Grant County, I don't think. Mm -hmm. I, I think that we brought in members of the committee that were not overly, ha uh, some of our committee people weren't happy with it. I mean, I'm like, I'm committed to, ver to diversity and we're going to do what we can. We brought in the very first all black group and mm -hmm. there was a lot of concern. And then after we pulled it off and there were 4,000 people there, we brought more people in that were like that. And it, it really is something that should happen. So Dennis is being very, very humble, as I also know him to be. He is speaking of Gassity's Concerts in the Park, yeah. um, which is an event the United Way partnered with for a lot of years. And we brought in Motown and Christian and Smash Mouth. And so this huge <laughs> diversity of not only just music, but people in general, right. right? For a free concert series, 10 concerts every single summer. Yeah. And when he talks about, you know, an amazing committee, that was a committee of about 10 people that pulled that off every single week for well, an entire summer. That was maybe the core. That's, I think, I'm thinking of the, uh, yeah, core, the core committee, committee that, you the know, committee was about 35 and people then they, strong. You know, we you had all these different subcommittees and yeah. stuff, but it was an amazing, amazing thing that he was the head honcho manager, CEO, COO, <laughs> runner of, plus had to deal with Janet. So, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> we, we, love we raised and spent $150,000 a year, yeah, every year, and brought in some um, of the most amazing talent into Grant County that Grant County had ever seen. Yeah, and of and, course, COVID was a, yeah, a challenge us. to that, so... <laughs> So I want to come back to that a little bit too. So yes, I hear you talk about events and yeah, planning them. You can't do them without a committee and you no. can't do them without volunteers. No. And, and we know that can be challenging, right? Mm -hmm. Organizing volunteers. There's Always. a special place for someone that's really good at that. Talk about, <laughs> talk about your leadership through that. How, how do you, how do you manage that? Or, or how do you, how do you spread that enthusiasm to, you know, talk somebody into giving away their time for free <laughs> and well, working really hard. It's, I go back to when I was in college, I coached a, a college level girls soccer or girls softball teams. Okay. Um, I've always felt like that if you're a good coach, a really good coach, uh, the great coaches don't talk about what they did. They talk about what their teams do. Um, I was very lucky to be hired by a guy who was uh, a National Hockey League uh, player. Uh, he had played at the top level, and he knew how to coach. He knew how to, to pull the best out of people. And very early on, I was very blessed to be able to accomplish some amazing things inside my company, and it was because I was being coached well. And I remember and realized that that's what it takes mm -hmm. You don't build a team by having a star. I don't care what anybody says. You build a team when you've got a whole bunch of great players. Yeah. And so with great intention, 
Um, I identified people that I wanted to be a part of the team that built concerts in the park. And I'm going to honk a horn a little bit because just recently within the last three weeks, um, I felt very strongly that a very good friend of mine who passed away so unexpectedly needed to have some kind of lasting legacy because he has no family. It was just him. He never got married. So I pulled together 20 of his friends and challenged them. We got to raise some money for a, a fund at the community foundation. In the name of Dave Huffman. Dave, Dave Huffman. Huffman. Yeah, I was going to say. And so nobody knows this yet. And this won't get, you guys won't be putting this on the air like mm-hmm. tonight. So <laughs> <laughs> our goal was to have a golf outing that raised $20,000. Last night we met with the, the people that are working on this. Um, we're at 22,000 right now. Our overall goal was to do 38,000. We're within striking distance of that. Um, we've got a great partner. The community foundation's matching dollar for dollar for everything we raise. I'm telling you that because that's how you get things done. If you think that you're going to start an event in Grant County and you're a sole individual, that's going to raise your finger up and say, Hey, I think we ought to do this. Good luck. But if you build a team, I think most events can be very successful. So you left, like you said, so we call them boomerangs, right? You mm. left, you came back, um, landed back here, have raised your family back here. How did you get um, really reconnected to the community? You have a really deep group of friends. How did that happen? Well, I think unless you live un- under a rock in Grant County, you should be able to develop friends if you uh, go to church somewhere, which I'm a very committed Christian. I'm uh, very involved with the church that I attend. Which is? Eastview Wesleyan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not a Wesleyan, okay? So I didn't grow up being a Wesleyan, like a lot of people in Grant County. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I left and came back, and I, I mean, I found a place where <clears throat> people accept you because I told them up front, look, I don't fit uh, your Wesleyan narrative very well. Um, on occasion, you may hear me say a word that's not exactly okay with you. Um, <laughs> you will probably find me having a drink sometime, yeah. and you will most definitely see me smoking a cigar. And I told them up front, the pastor, I said, look, I do not want to be a stumbling block for your congregation. So if this is going to be a problem, I'll go find someplace else to worship. Because mm-hmm. it's my, my goal is not to be this personality that ho- hurts other people. Right. And he said, well, if there's a problem, they'll come to me. I said, okay, I'm holding on your word. And so far it's been very accepting. Yeah. Um, in fact, Dave Huffman was one of, was our very first, first 50 member at the cigar lounge. And Dave was on the board at church. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I came back, not so much came back here. I had an opportunity with state farm. They offered me a job mm-hmm. and my wife and I said, well, at the time, my fiance said, okay, let's try this. She wasn't overly thrilled about Gas City. (laughs) Because she's a Richmond Red Devil. She's a Richmond Red Devil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you you develop friendships, and they're just some great people in this community. So you mentioned that, uh, of course, we we love Dave Huffman and that he was a uh, first... First 50. First 50 member of the Cigar (laughs) Club. So talk about how, talk about that, the cigar bar and how Cigar Club and how that got started. And I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, When I was a kid, um, I worked, I shined shoes when I was eight, nine years old. 
Uh, my dad got me, got a, a shoe shine stand and I sat in the barbershop and learned a whole lot about stuff my mom wasn't happy about. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> back in the, back in the sixties and early seventies, you know, barbershop was the place to go and hang out all day Saturday. Um, but I did that. I learned to make money. I learned to be motivated to do things like that. And so entrepreneurial, un- entrepreneurial activity is certainly not something foreign to me. I have no problem taking a shot at anything. And if it makes sense. And there was a group of us that were kind of like, we're driving to Indianapolis to smoke a cigar. There are no cigar lounges and, and we're not a club. We're a lounge. We're not a bar, but we serve alcohol. It's an adult establishment. Yeah, It really is. It's a place where you come and you talk and there's not any place in Grant County like this. Yeah. When people come in, they leave their cell phones in their pockets mm-hmm. and they talk and they tell you about what's going on in their life. And sitting around the lounge, we could have a millionaire sitting with a guy who's digging ditches for a living. And it doesn't matter. I love that concept. I love the the uh, ambiance that that thing brings. And so we wanted to have something in Grant County. Again, the quality of life issue. And I know if we talked to, if there was a doctor right here, he would tell me about how bad tobacco is and maybe it is, but you know, it's not cigarettes and, uh, we're not sucking on a vape. We're sitting and having a, a real nice conversation and lots of things have come out of that, uh, that cigar lounge that have been very positive. Where We Landed is supported today by Marion Design Co., a social design studio whose mission is to create sustainable design solutions to magnify the powerful stories behind organizations, businesses, and individuals. We believe good design should be accessible to everyone. Our clients include Marion Health, Mississinawa Schools, Princeton University, the City of Marion, and more. With a combined 46 years of professional design experience, collaboration is critical to our empathic design solutions through graphic design, interior design, placemaking design, and design thinking. Whether it's branding, marketing, space planning, commercial or residential interior designs, or strategic design thinking, Marion Design Co. will hold your story with care. Located in downtown Marion, Indiana, reach out to hello at mariondesign.co. Find us at www.mariondesign.co or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Yeah, and I'll, I'll share. So my husband... Uh, as I said, goes quite often. It's his favorite hangout. He'll say, hey, I'm going to the lounge and I know exactly where he's going to be and what he's talking about. Um, But you've held events there, Mm -hmm. um, highlighting organizations. There's been, we all got together to watch like uh, March Badness and um, you've renovated a piece of a building that was empty, uh, built this amazing back patio area. Um, And I being a former smoker, I'm like, Oh, Steve, I can't go with you. Like, I just, I can't sit in smoky bars. I can't sit. Like, I just can't do it. I'll go when the patio's open and I can breathe fresh air, whatever. So then I was encouraged and other people started nipping at me to go. So I was like, fine, I'll make people (laughs) shut up. I'll go. It is like you said, it's set up and designed for you to sit and have conversation and network with each other. And it's not a heavy smoke. Like you don't walk in and the smoke rolls out of the room. So the ventilation system and investment that you have put into this facility is amazing. And the Oriental Pearl is right next door. And as much as there's um, neighborly 
concerns involved. <laughs> I think their revenue stream has went up because sure. we order in local foods. So yeah. We'll get Pearl or you walk in, see somebody getting pizza and, yeah. and that type of thing. So I really love that connection that you guys have brought to. And again, like you said, that quality of life piece. Did I miss where it's located? Uh, it's uh, it's in the it's in the Angle Acres Shopping uh, Center, which you would never find. Okay, so <laughs> there right. is a brand new McDonald's that was built about a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. If you pull, there used to be a Dollar General store. They've left because they built a new building, mm -hmm. but there's now a a bingo uh, parlor, uh, a flea market, I th and these have all come in after we came right. in. Mm -hmm. I mean, the the Oriental Pearl was the anchor. We yes. came in with them. The drugstore left. So it's on Main Street okay, officially. Main Street. It's at 1038 East Main Street. But again, it, it it's not on Main Street. It has a Main Street address. So if you think Good Neighbor Pharmacy. Got it. In Gas City, yeah. that's the building yeah. complex okay. it's in. So just they're, drive. They're gone now too. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so. I was going to ask you, Dave. Yeah. So this is a totally different question. But if you could have coffee with any historical figure... <laughs> Who would you choose? And I'm going to ask that for the entire group as oh well. He always has the hard questions. <laughs> but I know that well, you said, I think you'd said maybe off air that uh, you maybe have even a theology background. Is that I, I have a little yeah. bit. I wouldn't say it's a theology background. I, I was a youth, <laughs> a youth pastor, a youth minister for uh, about eight or nine years. I realized that's not what God called me to do. Uh, even in that, even when I was doing that, I, it was a, another event after event of things that I, I don't drink coffee. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. So you share that in common with Scott. Yeah. yeah. Hot chocolate? Uh, I'll drink hot chocolate. I would prefer to have <laughs> nice a bur bourbon. Probably a good bourbon. <laughs> Say uh, hot cocoa. <laughs> I, boy, that's tough. I mean, yeah. that is really, really tough. That's a, that's a difficult question to ask because there's so many people, um, I'd love to sit and chat with Ronald Reagan. Um, I think that would be amazing. Winston Churchill. Oh my gosh. Ugh. To be able to sit and smoke a cigar and have a, a bourbon with him or a scotch, whatever he drinks, uh, would be absolutely unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I'm going to get us to sit down and have, have some kind of a meal with Jesus someday. So, uh, I, I don't think I'd probably say I want to sit down with him because I know I'm going to go and see him eventually. So, um, those are I, Winston Churchill would be cool. Uh, yeah. Ronald Reagan would be awesome. Uh, George Burns would be fun, <laughs> I mean, yeah. just because he went through so much. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I will tell you that I am incredibly blessed uh, to have my dad with me still. Yeah. Um, he's eighty-eight. He has seen everything change. Mm. So I get to see him three days a week, and he still lives by lives with his wife. My mom passed away 11 years ago. He remarried. He is a, a very vibrant person mentally. Physically, he's facing some challenges, but uh, he served in Korea. Uh, every time I get to talk with him, I get to hear more of what happened in his life. But he grew up in a very, very poor uh, southern Illinois town. His father died when he was six. His dad was a coal miner. Um, his mother raised 10 children. Uh, wow. without her husband wow. and every one of the children except for one who was killed in a car accident lived to be 80 or older wow and they've all been very successful they're all very bright very bright none of them went That's to college awesome. what, what awesome. town in southern illinois did he grow up in johnston city johnston city. yeah it's close sort of close to st louis 
yeah. uh, sort of close to Saint uh, to uh, what uh, 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 there's a university. It's close. I can't remember what what it is. Uh, Southern Illinois yeah. uh, University. Yeah. yeah, it's real close to Edwardsville. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to spin that question to a couple others. You got any? I was answer? hoping you forgot. I know, me too. I was like ready to just, I was hoping you were like just going to ask another question and go on. Yeah. I'm not I've, interesting at all. I was going to say, I've got a few, so I'll go. I'll go so I'll give you a little bit extra time. At least she's got mine. Um, I'll give her mine. She's going to give me her answers. So Winston Churchill was on my list. Uh, Margaret Thatcher is on my list. Um, Condoleezza Rice um, and George Carlin. Like those are, <laughs> I was going to say that was definitely oh, when I was sitting and thinking goodness. about too. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to converse with him. I just want to sit and oh, listen. Oh no. Like I, I would, I'm, as we all know, I'm yeah. an instigator. So <laughs> like, I really want to, want to push those buttons. I had yeah. a quote for a long time on my desk that said, of course I talk to myself. It's the only person I agree with. And it was George Carlin. And, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so those would be like off the top of my head. Those were instantly people that I thought of that you know, just man, just to ask, like, like what we're doing now, yeah. like just to sit down and have that conversation and learn from them. And, um, I was blessed to have those type of conversations with my grandfathers and they served in the military, but, um, just to know the inside story of some of those heavy leadership decisions, mm -hmm. uh, Colin Powell and the things that they've seen and lived through and how they got to the places that they were. Um, how do you step back from leadership? Like I think of Condoleezza Rice and like she was set up to be like everybody was ready and she stepped Seven back things, and yeah. what, what was that and yeah. why? And do you feel now like you made the right decision? I mean, it just, Good. I nerd out on all that yeah. stuff though. So, okay. So I do have an answer. Okay, good. Um, and you're going to be like, Oh, that makes sense. But then you're also going to judge me a lot too. So <laughs> there's um, no judgment. This is all friends. There's always judgment. We know better. <laughs> my friend should judge me. me. My friend judge should you. judge me. Um, but mine would be Walt Disney, but I also would do that very slowly and very carefully because I don't want that magic ruined. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like he could be a giant. I love that. Yeah, he could, my, yeah. my, my, the, the pedestal that I put him on in his caring and magic and just the joy yeah. that, you know, was the cause of everything for him and the reason why he always did the things that he did. I think I just don't want to, I don't want to be let down. So Right. Like yeah. you want to talk to Santa Claus, but you don't want to actually know how Santa Claus does it. Right. right. Well, I, yeah, I know it's a fake beard, right? <laughs> Santa <laughs> I mean, Claus is not fake. Stop it. <laughs> the one at the mall is. <laughs> but, right. But like with Walt Disney, I mean, he came through yeah. people saying mm -hmm. like, you're not going to do it. That's dumb. Yeah. And oh, yeah. he just challenged that and yeah. beat his head against that wall to make it happen. And, and so like, that's really cool. It wasn't, and, and it was never like about him, like no. memorializing himself. Right. But like, that's kind of how it's become. So anyway, it's very Scott, cool. who is yours? Yeah. Um, so I was trying to come up with something original <laughs> here. While I was, <laughs> so, um, so he doesn't have an answer. Well, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to give three. Okay. I, I just recently learned the founders of Marion. Uh, Boots and Branson. Mm, yeah. Um, and I think it would be fascinating just to say, okay, what was going on in 1831, I think was when the, the town was founded. And there are two farmers who donated some land. And I yeah. thought that would be interesting. So Boots and Branson. And then historical figure, uh, biblically, Esther. I've always been fascinated mm. by um, her ability. That, and, and there's the same, or the, uh, phrase i think her uncle gave to her but said for such a time as this like you were put here for such a time as this and and um and i think we're all really 
you know, if you think about it, that's what each of us is put here for just such a time as this. Exactly. So, um, so anyway, those would be the three. That those are really good. Cool. That I might always hit. got great questions. Gosh, I'm going to have to come up with some better answers. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, Can I good. get the questions before Ian Scott? Uh, sure. <laughs> I need to research. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be prepared. Yeah. Dennis, yes. you, you know, we talked earlier about some of the changes that you might make. So you've been doing stuff in our community, I think you said since uh, 1991, so 31 years. Um, if you looked over the next five to 10 years, what would the next five to 10 years be if you could do some significant things or be a part of some significant things over the next five to 10 years? What would those things look like? Marion has got to, uh, has must develop the riverfront. Yeah. They are, they have allowed this to be wasted and frittered and given away. I drive through Muncie. I see what they do with the White River. I know the Mississippi is not the White River. It's never going to be that pretty. But Marion's riverfront and lack of development of the riverfront is just critical. And so I'm glad they're thinking about it, but they've been thinking about it for 31 years. Um, Gas City needs to have a master plan that that is not just whoever wants to be here and however they want to show up and whatever they want to do. Uh, they're at that point now where they're, they're moving towards um, a community that can draw people in to live. And so they've got to be intentional with what the development is. I wish that I could be involved in that. Um, I do think that there are still lots and lots of opportunities for quality of life enhancement and I, I hope that people begin to realize, I know that there are some, I know that we have pockets of, of places, but quality of life is not just a festival with great brown food. Okay. Love me some brown food. I'm not going to tell you I don't, but that's not the end to all quality of life activity. The community has got to re-embrace re, re Orchestra Indiana as a part of what's important for children that are coming up through the educational system. They can't all be rappers. They can't all be social media. What is it? I'm, I'm now being told influencers. That's it. YouTuber I'm, is I'm the, been, is yeah, the over and over. House. I hear I, I, my, one of my team members has kids and she said her first child who's in, in high school, you know, he wanted to do, he gave specifics. She asks her nine or let's see, fourth grader. And the kid, when they have have events at her house, what do you guys want to do when you grow up? And it is 100% influencer. Mm -hmm. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, okay, you guys are living in a really weird world. That's that's my Leo. He says he's going to be a YouTuber. I'm like, well, what are you going to talk about? He's like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is not a very good plan, buddy. <laughs> let's, let's talk about something here. Grow out of it. But, yeah. But there's got to be the, the parents in this community yeah. have, be, have got to embrace Different, and when I say diversity, mm -hmm. I know diversity is always talked about as you know people of color and different uh, ethnicities and different lifestyles. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes diversity needs to be. We're not always going to listen to rock and roll music. Right. right. We're not always going to watch TV, and in fact, we're going to take away your cell phones for a day out of every week, and we're going to have conversation. Oh my gosh, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we just had um, a gentleman here who does a program that we use in our school-based system, um, and he said 
his advice was he lets his kids do electronics, but he's like, but you know what? You can do that. But I also need you to do seven other things today. He's like, this is just one of them. You need to pick up a book. You need to talk to your sister. You need to draw yeah. a picture. Like you need to do these other things. So I hear you when you say diversity, because yeah. it could be diversity of thought, diversity of age, uh, diversity of abilities. It's not, it's not just the one right. category. I mm -hmm. did everything in high school. Yeah. I wrestled, yeah. I played football. I was in the band. Yeah. I was in the choir. I was in the drama club. I mean, I did a lot of stuff and I, I so I have a wonderful memory of high school. Mm -hmm. I talked to other kid, people who did nothing and they hated high school yeah, right because you never engaged <laughs> well and we saw um a huge outcrying in my kids school system when they lost the orchestra right. uh, department and both my sons play the cello i now have two cellos at home um and i've encouraged them to still pick it up so even now gavin still plays the cello at home but hunter plays the cello and the trumpet because he went into band sure. gavin just stopped music altogether yeah. and i noticed a difference where when they were playing their stringed instruments they were like can we go to the orchestra you know right. can we go watch civic theater they were more interested in those um more arts based programming because they were a part of it. And I've watched my oldest son lose some of that mm -hmm. one. He's older. And when you get into your, you know, late I'm high sure. school years, you lose some of that because you're too cool. So cool. But I've watched my youngest son not necessarily have that desire to go do those things because he didn't see himself anymore playing the cello. He right. plays the trumpet. And so, right. um, I appreciated the, the, pull out of diversity that it's not this pigeonholed thing well so like the challenge that i see with that though is that they have to choose they do have to choose right so well. my <laughs> my daughter who's totally into art and drawing and being creative that way would also be interested in you know either being in the band or doing choir but she had to choose and it was right. like okay well which one do you like the best or or an extra pe instead of doing one of yeah. the other so yeah it's I definitely feel like I, when I was in school, I had way more choices, right? If that makes sense, way more opportunities and way more choices to be able to do it. So. I'm really old guys. Okay. I mean, I know that <laughs> I get it. Um, no, we didn't have traveling baseball when I was a kid. Right. right. Uh, we didn't have traveling anything when I was a kid. Right. We, you had rec league and school ball. Yeah. Right. That, that's all yeah. there was. Yeah, and that in was the today's world, uh, a child at age eight is traveling. And I'm like, you mean travel, you travel ball. You're eight. <laughs> right. You need to be playing basketball right now. Right. You don't need to be playing baseball all year long. Right. But the I, specialization that we start to see so early. So early. Yeah. Let them find out what they like. Yeah. Try it all. That's Dennis, how I was as a kid. I want to try it all. Yeah. yeah. Dennis, share share with our listeners a little bit about Orchestra Indiana and and some of the changes that have taken place over the last 24 months, 36 months with that organization and how they've come together. I, I think it's some pretty unique things that are taking place. It, it is uh, it is a work in progress for Grant County uh, because mm -hmm. unfortunately the Marion Philharmonic Orchestra had, had been in decline for way too long. Mm -hmm. They almost lost the entire thing. And so we are in a, a significant rebuilding program inside of Grant County. Mm -hmm. It will happen. It's probably just not going to happen this year. There will be there will be great concerts. They will not get canceled. They will not get rescheduled. They will not get moved around at last minute. And we're looking for a permanent home in Grant County. 
And so right now that's a bit of a challenge. This year we're going to be at Marion High School for three concerts, Wabash at one concert, Indiana Wesleyan for a concert, and Taylor for a concert. Well, that's not going to happen next year. Um, not and keep me on the board because yeah. people need to know where their seat is and where they're going to get to go. Uh, the entire organization is going through quite a bit of transformation. I see a lot of positive, but it's going to take some work. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. yeah. So I want to ask questions. We were talking about playing stringed instruments and stuff like that. The musicians that play in that, do you have to be like a professional musician to no. be a part of that orchestra? Or is no. that something that someone who's played all the way through high school and just wants to kind of continue? They would have to audition because mm -hmm. we do have a professional uh, compo or com uh, conductor. conductor. Um, but there are people that are not professionals that play in the orchestra. Now that okay. wasn't the case when I was the MPO president way back in the nineties, they were all union right. orchestra or union players and they got union rate. Yes. So when you started um, giving your time and volunteering, um, uh, music seems to be kind of like a thread yeah. that I yeah. see through all of this. I mean, are you, do you play any instruments? I played, I, I played, um, I started with trumpet. I was asked to move to the trombone. I went from the trombone to the sousaphone slash tuba. Um, I have always been in a choir. Okay. Uh, my mother was a singer. Um, I grew up singing. I, I love music. I love opportunities for people to enjoy music, but I also love drama. So, you know, I was in drama. I was a thespian. I, I did. I, I, my wife looks at me and after I get done with something, she looks at me and she said, I really hate you. She said, you just seem to get on stage and just explode. And I'm like, yeah, I can't help it. I'm yeah. sorry. It's just my thing, you know? I love it. So we've mentioned your wife a couple of times. Yeah. So you can take a moment to share a little bit about Cindy and her family. Yeah. Um, well, Cindy's mom and dad were professionals. Uh, my mom and dad were, were uh, good blue collar folks. Uh, but her dad was a pharmacist. Her mom was a school teacher for many years. And uh, she went to Purdue for a little while and ended up with at Ball State for her graduate. Uh, her graduate and undergraduate degrees are both from there. Um, when we had our first daughter, uh, she and I had a come to Jesus conversation and she said, I really would love to stay home. And I said, I would love more than life itself mm -hmm. <clears throat> for you to be able to stay home. And so she stayed home for 28 years mm -hmm. and we transplanted our youngest daughter to Denver this past July. And when we got back uh, home, she got a phone call from um, Th uh, thriving mill township and said, we have, we understand that you're at home now. <laughs> <laughs> and we would like for you to consider coming to work for us. And she looked at me and like, what am I going to do? I don't even know how to run a computer. I said, yeah, you do more than you think. Yeah. Um, she is, has been absolutely beside me from the entire time that we've been together. And, and it's just, you know, I got lucky, I guess. Um, but we put a lot of hard work into our marriage. We've been married 30, 31, 32 years now. Um, so share with us about your girls. You gotta, you gotta give them the, you gotta give them some airtime. Okay. Yeah. Courtney is our oldest. Uh, she graduated from IUPUI in uh, Indianapolis, uh, felt a call to go into mission work and we are not Catholic. She converted to the, to the Catholic faith. Uh, she spent two, three years working for focus, which is a, a the college, uh, arm of the Catholic church. 
Uh, she has now decided that God's called her to write a book. Uh, she left that. She's working two jobs in Denver, loves it, loves it, loves her life. Our youngest daughter, Kate, and both of the girls danced a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And Katie has always wanted to be a professional dancer. So she was, uh, she did her undergrad, her high school senior year was done at the University of North Carolina School of the Arts. Uh, she went from there to the State University of New York and Purchase, which is a, uh, it's a conservatory for dance. Um, she graduated during the pandemic, did not get to have any of her graduation, mm-hmm. anything. Uh, she has she worked for CSA for two for almost two years and uh, left there and she's now in Denver. She's probably going to go to graduate school and get a master's of fine arts in, in uh, uh, composition or something like that. So, so. both girls awesome. in Colorado. They are now. They're- yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That's it it great. has to be nice to at least have somewhere beautiful to go visit both of them. Oh my yeah. gosh. It is gorgeous, but yeah. it is so expensive yeah. to live there yes. and to go visit. It's just, I, I don't, yeah, I could not believe the cost of everything in Denver is just outrageous. So as, as, oh, I was going to say, as we get ready to wrap up, yeah. um, some of the final questions that we'll generally ask people, are, is there anything that you are reading and is there anything that you're listening to? Is there anything you're watching series wise on TV? <laughs> yeah. Any of those types of things that you can share with our readers? Well, I consistently uh, spend time in the scripture. Um, I'm actually in the middle of rewatching the series ER. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's really great. Uh, It's a real interesting. Mean, mean Dr. Green. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is pretty bizarre. I hadn't watched it. Well, our girls were little, so we would see bits and pieces and didn't see the whole thing. Uh, I'm not... Uh, much of a, an avid reader. I listened to books on tape okay. and I can't remember the last one I, l- I listened to. Um, my cousin was in who's unbelievable. She was in this weekend and she gave me a couple of, of books that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to get on tape and listen to. And if you have somebody come visit, maybe that doesn't really know the area, where are you taking them? Where are you guys going to eat? Well, probably going to go to, uh, uh, okay. Help me out here. Um, uh, Yep. You got to give us a hint. Yeah, to help yeah. You out. I know. Yep. Uh, Hold on. I'm, yeah. I'm tapping in. I'm trying to read your brain. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the English place in Gas City. Oh, Paints. Yeah, Paints. Yes, we love and, Paints. And uh, Grains and Grill. There you uh, go. Enjoy yep. Grains and Grill a lot. Yeah. Uh, but Ivanhoe's, uh, yep. the uh, the barbecue joint in Gas City is really good. Obie's is good. Pappy's is good. And over in uh, Converse, they have good food. Yep. Imagine Burgers yeah. and Brew, yeah. Jefferson Street. Yeah. What what are you ordering at Ivanhoe's? Oh, what's your uh, ice cream order? I, well, my ice cream order, I probably don't give a real big deal. I'd short <laughs> okay uh, strawberry shortcake. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Onion burger or a pizza burger, no onions, and an order of onion fries. Pizza uh, uh, burger. Yeah. So you no okay. onions on the sandwich, right. but onions on the onion, fries. Onion rings. Onion. Onion oh, rings. onion rings. Onion rings. Onion rings. Okay, so yeah. not on the sandwich. Not but on it's the a sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. yeah, I don't like raw onions, but cooked onions are amazing. Mm, that's so good. there you go. Hey, Dennis, thank you so much for oh, coming in and spending you. time with us. And probably more than just spending time with us, thanks for all you've done to invest in this community over the last 31 years. And, thank you. And um, not just with your business, but especially with your volunteer time. I'm going to say one last thing. Absolutely. Give back. Yeah. Every business in Grant County should give back. And if they don't, stop doing business with them. Yeah. Because they need yeah. to give back. Yeah. That's that's part of what you do. 
when you have a business that you own, you give back. And so our community needs more givers and less takers. And that's always a challenge because we have lots and lots of people with their hand out and uh, they're not looking for someone to grab and pull them out of something. They're just looking for somebody to put something in it. Yeah. So, well, and you've lived that nice. by example. Yeah. So I'm, I appreciate it. Those I'm are very blessed. Beautiful parting words. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, uh, Dennis, again. And um, thank you, listeners. Listeners, um, we'd love for you to, to like um, wherever you listen to our podcast. And um, we'll look forward to seeing everybody next week. Thank you. See ya. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.